Black Phillips safe, you are wicked. Does he really speak to thee? This wilderness will not consume us. Who's there? You've cursed this family. This is witchcraft. She <laughs> placed a curse on me. Why have you turned against me? I saw it. You're right of evil. It's not safe. Not with them. Think on thy sins. Musical episode, and I'm joined by Chris and Josh. What up, boys? Hello. Miles didn't preface this before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I was just really excited. This is our musical episode, people. No, it's not. Not at all. I'm just kidding. We're actually talking about a very somber movie for Thanksgiving. I was going to say this heartwarming, uplifting film. Yeah. <laughs> We are talking about The Vich from 2015, because it's Pilgrims. Vich and Kinda. Vich and Kinda. That means witch and children. Uh, so, uh, overarching thoughts. What did you guys think of this movie in general? Josh, I'll let you go first, since you haven't seen it. Yeah, this is my first time watching it, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was awesome. Really? Yeah, I was worried, because I don't really like period pieces too, too much. And I don't know, I just was, you guys had talked a lot about how it was like super in old English speak, mm-hmm. but I really liked it. I love the way it was filmed. I love the, the score. I thought it was awesome. Thou <laughs> dost yeah. love the bitch. I think this is the first thing I've ever seen Anya Taylor-Joy in, and she is very captivating. I think she this is her first film job. in general. And that main dude has the voice of a fucking god. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> His oh my voice god. is amazing. So deep. I cannot be judged by false Christians, for I have done nothing save preach Christ's true gospel. <laughs> William's voice in this movie, uh, like, how do you even get your voice to sound that gravelly? I wish, I wish my voice sounded like that. <laughs> um, both the adults in this movie are from Game of Thrones. So it was like a big year, 2015, Game of Thrones was at its height. We got two Game of Thrones actors. It's fantastic. Yeah, I remember the wife, Catherine, being the uh, the mother of the little boy who's breastfeeding at age nine. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, and I just watched Prometheus, and she's a key player in Prometheus, too. And apparently she's like an Irish actress in real life. So that was pretty interesting. Um, so a few brief things about this movie before we get into the nitty-gritty. The church... What about Chris? Oh, sorry. Chris, did you like the movie? 
Yeah. Uh, so this is my second time seeing it. The first time I saw it was in theaters. The first time I watched it, I expected there to be more uh, like I expected it to be more eventful, to be honest. But upon rewatch and especially now that I'm much more into A24 films, I really, really enjoyed this. And there's a lot of things that I just straight up forgot happened. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that. But I very much enjoyed this movie. If you've only watched this once, I would recommend a rewatch because there's a lot of things that are hinted at earlier on in the film. This is probably my third time watching it, and the first time I watched it in the theater, and I went with a bunch of my boys, and I was like, this is going to be a crazy horror movie because of everything I'm about to tell you guys, and uh, we walked out of the theater, and I went, what a crazy movie, and everyone else, including people who weren't in our group, were like, really? And I was like, yeah, you guys didn't <laughs> like it? And they're like, no, didn't understand a word of it because they're uncultured swine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I also went in knowing that the Church of Satan says it's 100% accurate to what witchcraft is. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Stephen King says, the witch scared the hell out of me. And it's a real movie, tense and thought-provoking as well as visceral. And uh, we'll share that on the Twitter. Is That was a tweet from him. Uh, I don't know if it scared the hell out of me, but it was a different and interesting movie. <laughs> the movie opens with uh, a trial. And it feels like the father is on trial, but I'm pretty sure he's defending his daughter who has done something wrong that is undescript. Do you, do you guys gather that too? It was really vague. Uh, what they said, they they were banishing him for the for the sin of prideful conceit, and he he claims that all he's ever done is practice the true gospel, basically. Um, but they never they never allude to what's like what his crimes were. But it does play into it later on in the movie with his pride. If my conscience sees it fit. Then shall you be banished from this plantation's liberties. I imagine he was practicing differently than the rest of the Puritans or was calling others into question. Yeah, it seemed very odd that it, they were almost being like accused of not being religious enough or practicing enough in the church. And I'm like, I can't imagine any more God-worshipping people. <laughs> that seems to be all these people do. They won't shut up about the good good name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't think that they were being cast out because they weren't practicing enough. I think they were being cast out because they were practicing differently than the... <laughs> practicing a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> they went too hard in the paint on some Puritan, Puritan magic. So they get banished, and uh, they build a cabin out in the middle of nowhere remarkably fast. And then I wrote, the music and sound design are unsettling and masterful. You mm -hmm. kind of touched on that, Josh. Yeah. Very loud. Very loud in spots that you don't expect any music at all. <laughs> yes. And it just holds and keeps getting louder and louder. It's me very unsettling. Meanwhile, the dialogue is very, very turned down at certain points. Like, I had my TV cranked because I was like, I want to make sure I hear every word of this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the sound design, much like all A24 movies, uh, is very, very well made. Brief aside, did you guys see A24 is about to release a movie for Thanksgiving that's a week long? 
That's Jesus. a week long. It's a week long. It's apparently supposed to be like Groundhog's Day, just over and over and over. We'll be covering it on the podcast live. No, we fucking. It's won't. not that movie that we. It's not that movie we watched the trailer for about the man on the island. It is that movie. That movie's a week. Is that long. that movie? Yeah, and it's Jesus. nothing happens. There's a guy he picks up a mud crab at some point. There's like a bunch of ASMR stuff and really beautiful camera work, and nothing happens. I think I'm good on that. Yeah, we're not watching that. <laughs> I, I have no interest in watching. Even if I did watch it for like 11 minutes, that probably covers majority of the movie. <laughs> anyway, so uh, sound design is a priority for this company, and that is a fact. <laughs> Then we cut to them living in the cabin, and Thomason, our main character, Anya Taylor-Joy, she confesses the crimes of her unreligious thoughts to God in prayer. I thought this is this is a really, really important like monologue that she gives when she's praying here, um, because I think it foreshadows a lot of why the movie plays out the way that it does. And obviously massive spoilers, but I got the monologue pulled up here. It's, I here confess I've lived in sin. I've been idle of my work, disobedient of my parents, neglectful of my prayer. I have in secret played upon thy Sabbath and broken every one of thy commandments and thoughts. Followed the desires of mine own will and not the Holy Spirit. I know I deserve all shame and misery in this life and everlasting hellfire. But I beg thee for the sake of thy son, forgive me, show me mercy, show me thy light. Yeah, I, I just kind of took it as, like, that's how all religious people were back then. Everyone thinks that everything they do is, is a sin. You're not wrong, but I, li- I watched the extras on the DVD, or the Blu-ray, and Anya Taylor-Joy says that majority of this movie, like, the undertone of it is discomfort with budding sexuality and sexual maturity. Yeah, um, there's some odd sexuality in this movie. <laughs> yes. And uh, she said, I often forget that there's a witch in this movie because I think it's the deterioration of a family through budding sexuality. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And and getting ahead of myself here by a lot, this is, in my opinion, and from an article that I read uh, with a theory, it's the reason why uh, she is the one who is isolated at the end of this film and given an opportunity because she's like the one pure person in the entire story. Even the child, Samuel, he was not, he was not baptized. Uh, the father has the sin of pride. Caleb is trying to bang his sister. The twins are just shitheads in general. And the mother is vain and jealous and the, and the kids lie, obviously, you know, meanwhile, Thomason, the entire film is, telling the truth outside of when she's messing with the twins mom assigns her to take care of sam the baby for a little bit so she takes sam to the edge of the woods and plays peekaboo with him and then one time when she like opens her face so to speak to like see the baby the baby's just fucking gone boo And it's like, whoa. And that was like the the hook point of the trailer when it first came out. Josh, how did you, the first time seeing that, how'd that make you feel? I thought it was a bit insane. (laughs) (laughs) 
Especially with what happens following that. I'm like, was this necessary? You you got fucking apparently flash super speed. I don't think that you need to be like rejuvenated. Some crazy witch magic. So How do you the- think they got flash super speed, Josh? <laughs> I mean, baby ointment. Not a not a trace of this lady. She didn't hear. She didn't see her. <laughs> magic. Throughout this movie, there definitely is a supernatural element. Like, I wasn't so sure there would be until this moment when we cut to the witch carrying the baby through the woods. She takes the baby into her little witch hut, and she sacrifices him with evil magic and bathes in his blood, which later reveals that all of a sudden she is young again. She smushes him up in, like, a butter churner. Yeah, it's really upsetting to watch a baby get and then, murdered. And like smears it all over her naked old lady body. And then and then she gets rejuvenated except for her hands, which we see later on, which are still old woman hands, but her like face and body and stuff are that of a young woman. I didn't even notice that. Interesting. Yeah, she grabs when she grabs Caleb later on in the film, you see her like gnarly ass hand on the body of a supermodel out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> So the family, of course, ends up in grief. Mom takes it hardest of all. Completely understandable. And uh, she blames Thomason while everyone else is like, it was a wolf. We found the tracks, which may or may not have been true by the end of it. Caleb, the oldest brother, still makes it pretty clear that he loves his sister and he does not blame her at all. Mm-hmm. The the father and Caleb officially call off the search after a few days, and they realize that their food situation is pretty dire. They've been wasting time looking for the baby, and they begin hunting, which apparently is some kind of a crime in in Pilgrim time. Well, I think I think they had they had made like a corn field, and I think that. The corn was all like rotten, which I think the whole point of this is that they are like subject to the witch, not only because like they were kind of cast out, but also they live on the edge of the woods that belong to the witch. Yeah. So she's kind of like poisoning their food supply and everything else. Like she's making their crops go bad and all this shit. How fortunate for the witch that a family with babies and shit moves in right when she (laughs) needs them right next to her house. It's like a Domino's open up across the street. Yeah, I was going to say, like a Publix <laughs> down, the, down the road. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, the witch is definitely living in exile. I don't 100% know how she got there because, like, it's just like Puritans up in this bitch. So how witchcraft came in, how she learned the occult, how she knew how to sacrifice babies and stuff is a pretty big mystery that never really gets solved. Yeah, that seems to be like a trend with A24 movies like this, like this and Hereditary and stuff like that. Like the actual scary stuff is left very vague and they don't give you a lot of backstory or explanation and you just kind of have to piece it together. I just kind of always assumed that the, you know, the devil tempted someone somewhere and then brought them to this place. And then that's kind of how this whole thing began, because obviously at the end, there's more than one. Um, spoilers jesus (laughs) (laughs) so going back to the hunt though uh so while william and caleb are hunting that's when um caleb's asking his father whether samuel's unbaptized soul will reach heaven and then william also discloses to caleb that 
he is the one who traded Catherine's prized silver cup for the hunting supplies in order to keep the family alive. And that cup comes back into play in a big way. I didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So they have traps and shit in the woods, and they're completely fruitless. And Caleb has, like, a breakdown. And he's like, is my brother in hell because he didn't get baptized? And they're they're very, very upset about it. And I wrote that this movie does inspire a lot of anxiety about the unknown and the afterlife. Did you guys feel that way, too? Yeah, absolutely. And the unknown especially because they do a really great job of panning through those woods. And it just makes the woods so foreboding. Like, you don't have to see anything to feel uneasy, which, again, masterful cinematography and sound design. It just it just makes you unsettled. For sure. So, Fowler, their dog, finds a creepy-ass rabbit. And uh, they go to shoot the rabbit, and the gun goes off in the dad's face. Doesn't that rabbit's like got the good. eyes of the devil. He absolutely does. He's not a nice rabbit. Yeah, everyone talked about this movie before I had seen it about Black Phillip. <laughs> and everything I've heard about this movie is Black Phillip, Black Phillip, Black Phillip. A, Black Phillip is not in this movie nearly as much as I assumed he would be from how much people talk about him. <laughs> and B, that rabbit's a lot fucking creepier than I noticed. <laughs> That rap w- ra- rabbit was creepy as fuck. Its eyes were fucking insane. Yeah, he's yeah. he. There's he's a scary guy. So speaking of Black Phillips, even though we're not there yet, I just want to say, I was the director in the uh, special features said Black Phillip does not give a shit that I was trying to make this movie, and it was worse than I ever imagined trying to work with this goat. <laughs> yeah, apparently this goat was a fucking menace on set. <laughs> He didn't seem that bad at the beginning. He's just kind of dancing around on his back legs. He's having a good time. They definitely could have done more probably with the cut footage of him, like, fucking knocking people over and shit. <laughs> uh, just knocking over the camera guy. Leave it in. That's fine. <laughs> and then we are introduced to the twins, Jonas and Mercy, and they are creepy as fucking fuck. They're the worst. I don't even think they're creepy. I think they're just little assholes. Absolutely. And I don't really, I feel like that is one thing that took me out. Like, I understand why they did it and because it's like off-putting and shit. But kids did not act like that back then. Like, William would have been beating the shit out of those children (laughs) for acting like that. He would have. I'm not even joking. Like, he would have those kids in line. Get back. You should stop that. They would not just be running around and not listening and shit like that. That's some fucking today's type of children. Like, (laughs) these kids were out of control little fucking monsters. Give me the iPad! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, we didn't touch on this, but the director of this film is Robert Eggers. um, And he also did The Lighthouse which I'm a big fan of The Lighthouse. I thought that was a really good movie. It's not scary, in my opinion. Um, although I don't necessarily... Oh, is that supposed to be a horror movie? Yeah, it's like a psychological horror movie. Oh, really? I thought it was just like a kind of art piece movie. It's definitely very artsy. But he's got a new one coming out called The Northman. And that movie looks <laughs> Dark sick. Santa. It's going to have Anya <laughs> Taylor-Joy and Alexander Skarsgård and Nicole Kidman oh. in it. And I'm very Ooh. excited for that flick. And it's got Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. 
<laughs> what Hell is yeah. Anya Taylor Joy's country of origin? Like, what is her real voice? I feel like sound she's like? Russian. Yeah, Anya's a very like yeah, like she was born in Miami, Florida, though. So, oh really? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, she uh, she was seventeen when this movie was filmed, or else I feel like there would have been a lot more uh, not sexual con- not sexual content like banging but i feel like we would have gotten more of like what it was like to like grow into womanhood but they couldn't really show that with a 17 year old given you know child sex laws and stuff yeah i was a little confused for some of the movie because the way like the mom eventually starts talking i'm like how old is she supposed to be Cause like they're talking about her like she's twelve, but she looks like she's seventeen. Like she doesn't look like a, a small child, but they're acting like she's like just getting her first period. And I'm like, well, that's that, that shit. Does, that happens a long time before seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought she was supposed like to be thirteen. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be thirteen. But damn. Yeah. By the way, so, I looked up her uh, her family. Her dad is. Argentine of Scottish descent, and her mom is Spanish English, born in Zambia. Yeah, Zambia. so she's got a cr- crazy ass lineage. <laughs> For a second, I wanted to throw this out here. Um, going back to Black Phillip and Eggers talking about him, he said, uh, "Quote: If we wanted him to be doing something violent, he wanted to go to sleep. If he was supposed to be standing still, he was running around like a madman." <laughs> I can only imagine they say don't work with children or animals and it seems like he learned some lessons from this movie jonas and mercy find that black philip is running around like a mad goat and uh that's really our first introduce introduction to one of the main antagonists of the movie is black philip so the dad walks up and grabs black philip by the horns and drags him into the pen have you guys ever tried to yank a goat by the horns by chance no no i can't say <laughs> i have but... and you know what you can't like them bitches can walk up a vertical fucking plane with their kick-ass crazy feet you can't yank a ram and expect him to go anywhere unless he wants to like, yeah, rank. but none of us are rocking the fucking steel eight pack. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was built. Oh my god, he was ripped. I was like, yo, I need to get on that Puritan diet. <laughs> he built a wood cabin overnight, so I expect him to have some fucking superhero strength. Well, yeah, I ass- chop, he chops logs like no other. I assumed there was a time jump because Catherine was not pregnant when they set out, and then she had a baby in like the next cut or whatever. It absolutely had to be a time cut because, like you said, and they built a fucking cabin. So, <laughs> the actor, um, his name's Ralph Ensign, uh, the guy who's got the beautiful bassy voice. Apparently, on day four of filming, Black Phillip rammed his horns into his ribs and dislodged a tendon, and he spent Jesus. the actor spent the rest of the five week shoot on painkillers. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> some badass shit fuck black philip in real life fuck that goat how did they have that goat working around these small children uh, no yeah. idea i imagine he cracked there's a skulls. part where he's sitting right next to him <laughs> yeah this this goat was the fucking devil in real life <laughs> 
Caleb lies about the fact that they went on a hunt and were unfruitful unfruitful by telling mom that we were looking for apples in an attempt to make you feel better. Terrible lie. Terrible lie, but that'll come back. Yeah, it will. Like there's there's a few lies that come flying out, and uh, Thomason is mad at the little the twins or whatever, and Thomason gets tasked to clean dad's underwear. Cause he falls, he falls in like mud and shit, and the twins laugh at him. He would have snatched those little motherfuckers <laughs> like they'd had another dead kid on their hands. <laughs> he would have hulked them, grabbed them by the ankles, and just like wham, 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 wham. You speak to me that way. Hold your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomason's by the uh, the water cleaning Dad's underwear. Caleb is there, and he is staring at Thomason's budding breasts. Very weird. Boobies! But you know what? If that's the only female you got in Puritan times when you don't know that's bad news bears to, like, incest and stuff, I get it, I guess. Like, you know, to some degree, I get it. Like, if that's the only female, even close to your age, and you don't have a fucking Hustler magazine, you don't got Pornhub, you don't know shit about women. Different times, man. You just start imagining, like, creatures that are 100% made of boobs. Yeah, he's got this hot witch in the woods. Go bang her. <laughs> right? Well, oh, I mean, he do. <laughs> we'll, get there. we'll get there. So Mercy comes up and she claims that she saw the witch of the woods and Thomason is pissed off that she's cleaning underwear and then this creepy ass twin girl comes up. So she fucks with her and is like, I'm the witch of the woods, motherfucker. Not a good call. And then she like roughs her up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> she like throws her on the ground and like chokes her and is like, don't fucking tell anybody. <laughs> Freaks her the fuck out. She runs home and she's like, don't tell mom. Hey, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. And uh, that's how that goes. <laughs> Catherine accuses Tomlinson of theft of that cup and decides the farm is cursed. So I guess this is where the cup comes in. The cup. The cup. Okay, so I didn't pick up that dad sold the cup for hunting equipment that makes a lot more sense why he lied about going hunting cheeky little bugger cheeky bastard the goats start throwing a fit and the creepy ass rabbit shows up at camp so thomason has to go and like feed the fucking goats and stuff because it's her response everything is thomason's responsibility did you guys notice that except firewood when cranky dad is just hammering firewood the whole movie he's just building a ginormous pile of firewood whenever he's irritated gotta keep that eight pack tight like they've talked about with the food they're leading up to winter so you have to fucking stockpile everything but also thomason's the oldest one so she has to she has to have more responsibility than everybody else yeah also, they're trying to prep her to be a wifey and marry her off. We're just going to give her to another family. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good segue into the next scene, right? Like the kids over here, the parents talking about sending her away, specifically because Catherine is pissed about the cup and also the baby. being And the baby. Taken. <laughs> yeah. Back then, dowries were a thing where they would have traded her for something along the lines of a cow. <laughs> or like a bunch of goats, some chickens, whatever. Their dog legit chases chickens in this movie, and I'm just like, whoa! How do you film that without some dead chickens on your hands? Black Phillips harem. That's going to be the dowry. 
Black Phil would be like, I need some bitches. <laughs> With a name like Black Phillip, you're going to get them too. <laughs> Once you go Black Phillip, you never go back Phillip. <laughs> so everyone's stressed out. Fucking Thomason's about to get sold off for a cow or some shit. And uh, Caleb... She's like, what the fuck? I'm the only one here doing anything. Right? (laughs) You people will die without me. Caleb's Uh, like, whose boobs am I going to stare at now? My mom's? Like, the fuck? Ooh. (laughs) And it's becoming pretty clear their food situation's getting dire. So Caleb makes the hard choice and decides that he's going to take the horse and the dog and he's going to go hunting. And Thomason's like, you can't go without me or I'm telling mom. So the two of them decide to go hunting, and that's where this movie fucking pops off. And then they that see goddamn the goddamn rabbit pops. Back yeah, up. I was gonna say. Then they see the dread herring rabbit. Yes, Caleb pursues the rabbit that the dog is chasing. Thomason falls and gets knocked out because she falls off the horse, and uh, Caleb gets completely lost. No horse, no dog, and the family is searching for him, yelling through the woods, and the witch kills Fowler. Very sad. Oh. Poor, poor Fowler. And then Caleb finds one of the most attractive humans I've seen in 2021. And uh, it's the witch. He finds her den. And she very, very easily seduces him with her now youth, youthful titties. And she kisses him. And we cut to black. Yeah, how mu- how awkward must that have been for that actress? Like, full mouth kiss this 10-year-old boy. That's when we see her withered and gnarly hand. Yeah. She like grabs him and embraces him and it's like <laughs> That's that's some Game of Thrones shit. Like when I was watching Game of Thrones, it's like the the chick that is supposed to be the queen is making out with like a twelve year old and I'm like Zzz! So that I felt a similar emotion as this super hot chick makes out with a ten year old. But what must have been going through his head at that time? He must have been like, fucking jackpot. Yeah, first kiss. Now I don't have to stare at my sister's tits anymore. I got this hot bitch in the woods here. Yep. Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> Notice she's in red, too. Like, there's a lot of, like, themes of, like, purity and pious piousness. And then, of course, the witch that he finds is wearing a red hood. So now the horse and the dog are gone. Father finds um, Shangri-La. Shangri-La was pretty good. (laughs) That was a pretty good one. Um, So the father says he's going to get help. He confesses that they had gone into the woods and says they were going to kill the wolf, which is why they went not looking for apples. He wanted to kill the wolf. And Catherine's fucking pissed. Um, She sends him out out into the rain to cut more wood. So, as usual, there's lots of scenes of his chiseled fucking abs smashing some wood. I was waiting the whole time. I'm like, this is building to him, like, axing himself in the leg on accident or something, and it never turned into that. I was waiting for him to, like, stick it into his own foot or something. I was thinking it was going to be, like, The Shining. Like, he was going to come up on that, like, just like, here's Johnny! 
Um, oh, yeah, just go. That, that would have been good. He fucking axed those twins to death, and he would have been the hero of the movie. <laughs> yeah. we, we would have all been happy if he fucking did that. <laughs> so eventually, mom chills out. Thomason's like, Will it make you happy if I go feed the goats? And she's like, You don't have to. And Thomason's like, I'm going to do it because I want to make you happy. And she, like, accepts Thomason back for the first time and kisses her on the forehead and is like, I love you, little girl. You're my daughter. Yeah, sorry for calling you a liar. <laughs> well, also, William... Threatening to sell you off. William reluctantly admitted to her that he sold the cup, too. So it, like, took kind of one of her big points of what she thought had been stolen by Thomason. Out, kind of took the wind out of her sails a little bit as well. Makes and sense. And her kids are dropping like flies, so it's like, you only got three left. Like, <laughs> And two of them are fucking demon children. Yeah, so. yeah. Your, your favorite's definitely not going to be one of those twins. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, then the tables turn because Tallman walks out, or Thomason walks out at exactly the worst time slash best time and finds naked Caleb in a delirium in the like just naked on the farm. He was legit naked and afraid. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it's raining. It's cold. Just immediately collapses. <laughs> and he immediately collapses into her arms, and he is very, very sick. So because they think his brain has swollen, they cut him on the temple to, like, relieve the bleeding. Is that what they were doing? The I was wondering what whatever, that was yeah. about. I was like, why are they just slicing his head open and draining it into a bowl? I think they would have preferred leeches, but they had to make yeah. do with what they had. I've often thought about doing that when I get a horrible headache. I'm like, if I could just like give it a little slice, suck some of the blood out of my temple, it might be able to alleviate the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> So dad's losing it. He is chopping wood like it more than it's his job. It's his passion is to chop this yeah. fucking wood. He's losing his shit. This is where I thought it was going to happen. The music was very intense. So I was like, yeah, he's about to take off half his foot. <laughs> the kids, Thomason's milking one of the goats and the kids are like, yeah. Black Phillip is talking to us and he's saying bad shit about you. And uh, the milk turns into blood as she's milking the goats yeah it's very gross that scene where the kids are running around with black philip and they're just singing like black philip black philip black philip <laughs> it's so disturbing it's so annoying <laughs> maybe that's Telling why you. i found it disturbing <laughs> maybe these kids are all fucked up because they did start doing that and william fucking cracked them in the skull and <laughs> now they're just stuck that way <laughs> While he's building his fucking cabin, he's just like, shut the fuck up, wham! <laughs> Whipping axes at him. <laughs> now Catherine suspects witchcraft. The fucking farm is cursed. We got ruined crops. We got two kids down. Things ain't great. And Willem's like, he kind of gives up and he's like, I need to bring everybody to the plantation. I can only do a couple people at a time because there's no horse. And it's like a, two, it's a one day ride or a two day walk. So he's like, I will bring wife first, 
Probably not the best call. Leave some twins and a teenager, but whatever. He's like, we're going to sell the livestock and we're going to get a horse and we're going to come back for the kids. That's when Catherine confesses that she is losing faith. Catherine's the mom, by the way. If you haven't seen this movie, Catherine's mom. Catherine's losing faith and dad ain't. Doesn't respond well. Caleb throws up a bloody apple, which is like, oh no, you shouldn't be lying to people. With one bite taken out of it. That scene was insane. Again, more like religious imagery, like the, you know, the apple from the Garden of Eden. Um, yeah, it, it's getting goofy now in a bad way. Not goofy, but bad. Uh, these well, it's also an apple because he lied and said that they were looking for apples. Double entendre, baby. <laughs> so um, the twins in this moment confess that Thomason said she's a witch. Black Phillip says that Thomason's a witch. And Dad is like... <laughs> What the fuck is going on on my fucking household? And uh, the the twins freak out, which is like an ode to Salem that like they get caught up in the moment and they're freaking out and they pretend to pass out. And uh, they say they can't remember their prayers when they're trying to save Caleb through the power of prayer. I wrote, she desires of my blood is what they just kept chanting. And then uh, Caleb sees Jesus and he fucking dies. And the twins. Pass yeah, out. he has that. He like pops up and like finishes the prayer that they were doing. Dude, that monologue. And I was, I was just like, how do you teach a kid that young to act like that? Jesus Christ! Kids got it. I hope we see more of him in the future. Yeah, he was straight up euphoric. He's got the bug, the acting bug. <laughs> Dad thinks that Thomason's a witch at this point. And he drags her outside and he begs her to confess. And she calls him out for all of his fucking lies and blames Black Philip and Mercy for everything. Which I feel like if if you got two kids going, the goat told us she's the witch. And you got the one girl being like, they're fucking crazy. Pretty sure you would believe that you would be like, I think the kids that are talking to the goat <laughs> are the ones that are witches. And that's precisely he what just, he thinks. Yeah, I think he was just scared. He's very scared. So the the twins are pretending to be unconscious, and the dad picks their asses up and is like, I'm going to fucking kill these kids! <laughs> he should have. <laughs> yep. Speak not! <laughs> and uh, he believes that they made a pact with Black Phillip, and he calls them on their bullshit, and they're like, No, wait! Wait, don't kill us, Dad! Don't, we're kidding! <laughs> Yeah, this is a typical parenting move. One kid did something wrong, but you don't know which one it is, so you punish all of them for it. Yeah, he throws all <laughs> the kids into the barn and nails them in there with a bunch of boards. And uh, the kids look at each other and they're like, are you guys witches? No, neither am I. Isn't this shit fucked up? And they're like, yeah. And the whole time Black Phillip's sitting there going, <laughs> <laughs> Black Phillip is such a fucking monster. <laughs> Dad begs Christ to save his children. He's like, they may have done some some gnarly shit. They may be dabbling in bad stuff. But take me, throw me in hell, and save my children. Like, ultimate parental love. Josh, if your kids were practicing witchcraft, would you ask Christ to spare them? Or would you be like, fuck those kids? (laughs) As a parent, I will never say fuck those kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tried to trap you. Tried to trap you. Didn't work. And uh, <laughs> in, in his prayer too, he like uh, admits that the reason that he made his family leave the village is because of his own stubbornness and not because he's like sincerely religious, not because of his sincere religious devotion, which again, it, it ties in with what I was saying earlier, where like his pride and his vanity is kind of his downfall in this. I didn't put together that each of them, except Thomason, had like a crazy sin. So that's interesting. <laughs> Mom is having a nervous fucking breakdown. And she opens her eyes and she sees Caleb holding Sam. And uh, she's like, whoa. And the cup is there. Her Because the, the, the she was so upset about the cup because the cup was her father's that he gave her. So she gets out of bed, and the first thing we see is the silver cups there, and then then Caleb's there holding the baby. And she's so thankful. She's thanking Christ. And uh, Caleb's like, do you want to be with us forever? Sign this book. We don't see her sign the book, but it's heavily implied she does, because uh, later we find a raven picking at her tit. Oh yeah, she thinks she's breastfeeding the baby, and it's just a raven sitting on her lap, backing away at her. That scene is gnarly, and then like uh, parallel to that happening, you got the two twins that wake up and see the old woman drinking from the nanny goat that was milking blood, and then they get attacked. Yeah, the witch is like, ha ha, you guys are trapped in here with me, little bitches. And she kills the twins and all the goats. (laughs) And that's when William goes outside and he's like, what? the actual fuck is happening to my family and black philip stabs him just right in with his horns right in the the ultimate six pack probably should have broken I feel like his, horns. his i feel like his horns are too curled back to impale somebody but yeah, yeah. well no I'll, I'll allow it <laughs> didn't he say that like black philip stabbed him in real life yeah i wonder if that was well, the i think footage he they headbutted used. him in the ribs well, yeah, it got it got like it gore it gored him and got like a tendon. It like fucked one of his tendons up along his ribs. While he- yeah, I thought this scene was was I was waiting for an epic battle <laughs> because <laughs> William. Gets what impaled. about this movie has driven you to think there's going to be an <laughs> epic battle between the goat and the father? I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> William gets gored right in the tum tum, <laughs> impaled by the horns. And then he's like this fucking goat and he grabs the axe like he's going to fucking fight this goat. And then he throws it down like, now do it hand to hand. Some Mortal Kombat So I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, he's about to wrestle this thing. But then he just gets butted again into the wood pile, which collapse on top of him. Yeah, the, the irony that all he was doing this whole fucking movie was chopping wood and then he gets buried in the wood pile by Black Phillip. That's it for dad. (laughs) Then mom comes out and she sees all the fucking chaos with her bloody tit. She and Thomason get into a fist fight. And Thomason is in a situation where she really doesn't have a choice. And she stabs mom and like beats her head in with a shovel. 
It's, I found that scene very awkward for many reasons. A, I was very surprised to see the mom had blonde hair because we haven't seen her hair this entire movie. It's been up in like a bonnet and she's like an older lady. So it was very shocking to see that her hair was blonde. And the stuff she says to Thomason, I'm like, that's more Caleb's doing than her doing. She's like, you little slut. I saw the way you were eye fucking your brother. What's next? My husband? And I'm like, I don't really feel like she was doing anything. The removal of the bonnet, too, is like symbolic, too, because like they, they wore those to kind of like play down their attractiveness. And obviously her having her bonnet off, in my mind, again, because all of this is like very metaphorical, is her like shedding the veil of her like piety. Before we get to the climax of this movie, how sick was that scene where she's laying there and she's in all white? And she's just got blood splattered all down her. Like the the contrast of like her skin color and that dress, like that blood looked so freaking red. Yeah, that was crazy. She like clocked her mom once in the face with like a some sort of. It was I think it was that thing her dad had been cutting corn with the whole time. It was like a bill hook or some shit like that. <laughs> and fucking, she just starts like raining blood down on her face. Ugh. It was gnarly, and like the intensity of that moment. And once her mom is dead, she, like, falls off her. Well, she lands on her, actually. And Thomason's just, like, laying there like, (laughs) I just fucking killed my mom. And, like, your heart's racing up to that point. And then your heart, like, stops for a second. You're like, whoa, moment of peace. And it's the worst kind of peace you can imagine. So then she goes to Black Phillip and she's like, tell me the fucking truth. Are you a talking little bitch or not? Black Phillip. Conjure thee to speak to me. Speak as that to speak to Jonas and Mercy. Chris, do you have the exact quote of what the goat tells her? I have like the paraphrased. Wouldest, yeah, surprise people. The goat talks. <laughs> Wouldest thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> a taste of butter? A pretty dress? It's like the taste of butter. I couldn't believe that was the first question. You like, like butter? Do you want some? <laughs> do you like? You want some butter? <laughs> the Delicacy. The devil. Then. A lot more. Uh, a lot more dramatic when you're speaking it in old timey English. <laughs> I was gonna say the devil definitely had a much easier time seducing people back then. Apparently, <laughs> nowadays it'd be like PS Five, Instagram yeah. <laughs> influencer career. I wanted to see Tesla Black talk. Like, I wanted to see his mouth moving. <laughs> that would have really I did not, deterred that, from the that movie. Would, that would have stayed in my brain forever, and I'm glad that they didn't make me watch that. <laughs> Instead, he transforms into Captain Hook. <laughs> and just kind of circles around her a bit. Yeah, he's like, would you like to see the world? He's like, sign this fucking book. And she's like, I don't know how to sign the shit. I can't read. And he's like, I'll guide your hand. Don't you worry. Then she gets naked and walks into the woods. And... Joins a Part's coven, wild. and uh, there's, like, a whole bunch of witches. We didn't see that coming. There's a whole bunch of them, bitches. They have, like, a ritual, and the audio is so unsettling at that moment. Honestly, this scene gave me mad Suspiria vibes. For sure. 
hundred percent. Then all the witches levitate, and she starts to levitate, and that is the end of the movie. Sort of. I thought it was very much like hereditary because it like the camera stayed on her face as like she continued to move. Yeah, I think hereditary came after this, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the very end of the movie, during the credits, it says much of the dialogue came directly from records of the pilgrims. So, like, everything about this movie, as the Satanic Church said, is legit. Very, very big fan of this film. Like I said, the second watch through, especially when, because, like, we discussed it already, but, you know, the dialogue is a little hard to understand at times, and... You don't know that you're looking for, like, I don't want to say Easter eggs, but, like, foreshadowing in a lot of what's happening until you know, you know, the the finish line. But upon rewatch, like, this definitely was, like, everything tied together very well, I felt. Solid fucking script. Solid as shit. Like, even if you're reading old, especially if you're reading old-time Pilgrim shit, being able to create a story from that that's so concise and well-produced and getting the funding and having the knowledge and, like, everyone said in the the extra features, like, we knew we were in good hands. Like, this dude has it. What's his name again? Is Robert Eggers? That dude's got it. Yeah. The Lighthouse, if you guys haven't seen The Lighthouse, I do like it. It's definitely more artsy than this film, and it's less of a like horror movie and more of like psychological kind of, I don't even want to say thriller, but psychological drama almost. But one thing that he definitely emphasizes is like really moody, weird environments uh, where like the, the, the setting plays very much into the plot and make like developing the story. And then in addition to that crazy ass monologues, like he loves a good monologue. See, I couldn't finish the lighthouse. I made it to the point where there was like a vagina mermaid. And I was like, this is a weird, boring fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah. I've only heard mixed things about that film. It's definitely one of those that could go either way. Like, it's not one that I'm like super eager to rewatch, but my first time watching it, I was like, this movie is wild. Willem Dafoe is really good in it. I'll give you that, but I could not finish it because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, how many Black Phillips do we give this movie? I'm going to give this one four because I think it could have definitely been scarier. However, the writing, cinematography, sound design, acting... And just like the general story lends itself a lot to rewatchability and not just because it's like a fun, super gory or super scary horror movie, but because it's just really unsettling and unnerving, similar to Hereditary. And I think it's like there's certain like art house horror movies that just they're just better movies than a lot of other horror movies. They're not as scary necessarily, but I think they're just better films in general. And it's like, you know, actually actual art as opposed to just a bloodbath. So I that's concur. My, yeah. This that's is my like, this is a film for sure. This isn't just like a horror movie. This is a film that deserves every accolade that it got, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd give this five Black Phillips. That's I really fucking loved it. <laughs> I I would definitely watch this again, and I'd I think I'd really like to watch it again pretty soon, just to kind of pick up anything I missed. I don't know how it could be more scary. It is one of those things where, yeah, it's not 
terrifying in like a traditional way but i feel like a lot of like because i haven't seen a lot of modern horror and the thing i am getting from the modern horror that we're watching that i have liked like this and hereditary is that they are so much more well made and well written to where there might not be a lot of like jump scares or anything like that but you have a feeling of terror the entire movie and like unsettledness and like you just feel tense the entire time you're watching it and i think that that's very effective and especially like the sound and stuff a lot of the sound design in these movies is really like what pushes it over the edge to be like this feels intense even when nothing's happening (laughs) One of the reviews that I remember seeing that they marketed was like, this movie feels like I shouldn't be watching it, which I think is a good way of like kind of summing up the the unease that the cinematography and sound design creates. Before I say what I want to say, Chris, are you sure you're going with 4.5? Because I think this one deserves the Kakoa Shaw stamp of approval because I'm giving it a 5 out of 5 as well. No peer pressure. I... I really like this movie. And like I said, my second time watching it, I'm definitely much higher on it. I just wish that there was a little bit more. I don't know. I wish it was a little more eventful because like that's, that's literally my only critique. Even if it had been like some type of encounter with some shadowy figure in the woods or something, uh, I just felt like maybe they needed to give us a tiny bit more, but I mean, it's pretty brutal. Like, the baby getting ground up like jelly in the beginning is fucking gnarly. Yeah. So, I think I got... I The only thing I would have changed is maybe seeing a little tiny bit more of what happens to Caleb when he meets the witch in the woods. Yeah. So, what do you think, Chris? Are you, are you changing your vote? Are you keeping it at 4.5? <laughs> uh, I'm sticking... I was actually... I'm at a 4. So Uh-oh. I'm sticking You're trying to tempt him. Like I'm the witch. sticking out of four, I think, because <laughs> right. I do like this movie a lot, but it it just doesn't it doesn't scare me. It just made me feel really uneasy, whereas Hereditary had that unease factor, but it actually scared the shit out of me at parts where I was like, what the fuck? Miles is an evil temptress. <laughs> Miles, have is you signed red. your name in the book of the Dark Lord? He's I signed red. my name in the book of the Lord, the evil Dark Master, and it's a musical episode, yeah. <laughs> Satan loves jazzy beats. Yeah, he does. <laughs> there you have it. Not quite a Kakoa Shaw stamp of approval, but a damn fine movie. <laughs> damn fine movie. Honestly, this is one where, like, the the difficult thing about this film is it's not one that I'd recommend to everyone who likes horror movies. It's one that I would recommend to people who really love film and also like horror movies. Because, like, if you're going into this film, because the way that they marketed it was that it was super scary. And... That is true. Yeah, they kind of push this as like, this is the scariest movie you'll ever see. Yeah, and I think we can all agree that it's not actually really all that scary. It's just a really good horror film. But Stephen King said it was the scariest movie ever, and it frightened him. Fucking pussy. Stephen King just loves anything (laughs) that puts children in danger. If you read any (laughs) novels from King or any movies, like that's his just go-to move. Like, I love Stephen King, but like, that's his entire idea of fear is put the kids in danger. Yeah, he says a lot of shit these days. We don't. 
He shouldn't have Twitter. <laughs> it's like that fucking Family Guy sketch where he's like, it's an evil lamp. Woo! It's a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to plug your other shows? Yeah, let's plug them real quick. It'll be easy for Josh. So, yeah, you can find my other podcast, Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast, on Twitter, FMBN Podcast, and on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, FMBN, the number four, and the letter U. Miles, what about you? <laughs> My show is uh, called The Disc Dump Podcast. That's the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? You can find me on all social media, Disc Dump. If you type in disc with a C, you'll find me. And I'm going to be going on Miles' show very soon, and we're talking about a PlayStation 2 game called War of the Monsters. Some January shit. That. Yeah, yeah, so be sure to check that out because me and Miles have both been playing it and we're going to nerd out about some OG PlayStation games. That being said, uh, check out my other show, Geek Peak Pod, on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a Facebook page. And yeah, it'll be a good time. Come have a beer with us. But most importantly, check out this show on all of our social media pages. That's at H on H Pod. You can also find us at uh, hhpod.threadless.com and get some sick merch. You can even get a Kakoa Shaw approved shirt and then Fuck you yeah. will officially have five out of five from all three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the witch might not get five out of five. But, <laughs> but, but whoever buys your that body shirt. definitely <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely check out our merch shop and uh, be sure to continue listening because we got some great movies coming up in December uh, as well as 2022. I'm sure we're going to do some more horror movies that we haven't seen, which is always a fun time. 2022, bro. What the fuck? I haven't heard that uttered out loud yet until right now. Oh, my God. Dude. So one last thing I want to say before we round this show out. Josh, this is now your second A24 horror movie that you have not seen before this show. How are you feeling about this artsy horror that we're putting you through? I like it. I've liked both of them so far, so I'm, I'm waiting for a bad one. All of the rest are bad, in my opinion. All of them. Get ready for Lamb. let me try that one more time with the effect (laughs) i'm i don't know like are there any other good ones like really good ones i some people like midsummer you guys said it's meh i like midsummer i just don't think it's scary um i like the there's one called the monster that is on our list that I really want to watch from 2016. I've seen it once and I really enjoyed that one. It's a creature feature. It's about miles stick. Yep. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I directed it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, is the green room an a 24 movie? Cause if that is, that's another solid one. Yes. Yeah. I did want to see that. I, I believe it is as well, and I also love that movie. That one's from 2015. I'm big fan, big, big fan. And it's got Anton Yelchin before he died. Yeah. RIP to a real one. It's hard to... They made a lot of movies that aren't horror that I did not know. Dude. Like uh, Moonlight. Ladybird's not a horror movie, right? I've heard a lot about no, that. No, that's, that's a, that's a pretty hard. good one. I, Ex Machina. That's Ex a Machina great is movie. Really that actually, good. we could cover that on this show. 
Is that horror? Technically, yeah. Technically, it yeah. falls under. Uh, Green Room is a twenty-four. Also, I love the Florida Project, not just because I'm from Florida, but that is a awesome movie with Willem. Dafoe. Yeah, I really wanted to see that, and I haven't seen that. That's haven't even heard film. of it. Interesting. Yeah, so there's some some good A24 artsy films out there, but they're I love their horror stuff, and I really want them to. I don't want them to like completely pivot to only horror by any means, but I want more from them. Well, there's what about a week it comes at night. Boo! Bad movie. It doesn't yeah. come at Is night. It's the dumbest Th- name for really? a movie where nothing comes at night. It's so stupid. That's the Netflix. That's the same director as the Green Room, but it's definitely his weakest his trash weakest film. Trash. Yeah, Jer- oh, Jeremy really? Solner. I like him as a director, but that movie was probably. I didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't like anything to phone home about. Oh, that sucks. It has Joel Edgerton. I love that guy. Yep. Yeah. Right, bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> um, so if you guys are ready to sign off, remember, life is tough. So why not get high on horror? Dost thou wish to live deliciously? Dost thou wish to taste butter? <laughs> you want some butter? <laughs>